Welcome to the Cold World Podcast. Yes, I am doing an episode on my birthday, because that's how we get down. Can't be taking days off. I ain't got no money. I'm broke in these streets. But um, I do have special guests. I have friends that came to spend my birthday with me and to come talk their stuff um, in this in this youth development world. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of background noise because it's hot and it's my birthday and we're on my patio and we're chilling. If you're watching from Facebook Live um, or if you're watching from Instagram Live, you can see that. But um, if you just listen to the podcast, that's why you're going to hear background. So I have my really, really, really good friend, uh, somebody that I look up to in the work that they do, uh, Miss Ty. How you doing? Y'all, I'm good. Happy birthday. Just so that's out there on this podcast is Leo season. So I'm really glad to be here today. That's what's up. And then Mike is here too. Mike don't want to be on Ooh. camera on the show, but Mike, say hello to the people, Mike. Man, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Mike, out here Mike, that's what's up. Mike is definitely about to drop an album. It sound like you feel me. You know what I'm saying? Shout out BK. Um, but nah, man. So we gonna have a good time. So um, a lot of folks uh, have watched the little clip that I actually didn't even know we recorded. The clip of me talking in Stockton um, to a group of young people, and uh, y'all have given some great uh, reviews of that and some love. Uh, I do notice that I was grabbing onto my sweats. A lot of folks have uh, <laughs> have made me aware of that. Um, they had a lot of comments about my sweat grabbing. Uh, <laughs> but I was in the zone. I don't even remember what I said in that moment. I just blacked out. But that organization uh, was started uh, in part by my friend. And can you tell us what that organization is and when you started and what their purpose is. Yes, so the organization is called the Summer Success and Leadership Academy. It was an organization that I founded along with the Stockton Mayor, Michael Tubbs, um, back in 2010. So we are on year eight of the program running. Um, the program is a residential program that takes some of the most at-risk, considered at-risk students in the city of Stockton. And for one week, it brings them onto a college campus and allows them to really get the tools that they need to equip them to go back into their communities and uh, really change some things. That's what's up, man. So uh, tell me again, what is Stockton SSLA? Yes, so, so it's actually the Summer Success and Leadership Academy. Mm -hmm. So our Twitter handle right now and Instagram handle is at Stockton SSLA, um, but the program definitely has the potential not to only be in Stockton, it just was started in Stockton. Now that's what's up. And what I'll do is I'll make sure that I put that in the show notes so you can go and follow <laughs> them and support them. Um, so Ty asked me to come out and speak to her people. Yes. I said, absolutely. It didn't matter what I had going on that day. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of you don't know, I actually used to live in Stockton. I graduated from high school in Stockton. Now, I'm an Oakland boy. I went to school in Oakland. I went to high school. I went to Emory High, uh, which is actually in Emoryville. It's on the border, but they serve Oakland kids. Mm -hmm. I went to Emory High for three years. And then my parents, we made the great Negro migration from Oakland to Stockton. Preach. And so we went. I graduated in Stockton at Bear Creek, and then I came right back uh, to Cal State East Bay, which was Hayward at the time. And so I was juiced and happy to go. And when I went, I saw, one, they did it at UOP, at University of the Pacific, which is a really dope college. You should check it out. Um, and the young folks, um, I could tell if those young people were tired. I can tell they've been running them around, which I thought was dope. <laughs> and I was just really, really impressed. And how many years have y'all been doing this? This is year eight. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah, I started as a young 
19 year old baddie doing a program now i'm getting up there in age <clears throat> 26 you know it's old for those kids because our music tastes are different when i tell you i played tupac changes and they was like yo this is dope like they just heard it for the first time so. yeah. <laughs> that's what's up yeah i'm getting up there <laughs> you only 26 anyway I, as is my birthday today that's what's hey. up. yeah i'm definitely not 26 but <laughs> it's all good because i was once before so um so one reason i had ty up here because uh, one i just think she's dope i think she is an amazing youth leader and i think a lot of more people should know who she is and the other reason is because ty is not good at talking about herself she is not good at giving up the props she's not good at talking about what she's accomplished so ty actually ended up uh doing some stuff with bet a while ago yes getting in bet black limos and stuff so yes how did you end up in a bet limo so the crazy thing is to tell the story there uh, is this quote by Albert Einstein that I found uh, maybe two days ago that said, you can live your life as if nothing is a miracle or as if everything is a miracle. And right when I found out about Black Girls Rock, I think two weeks before that, my great-grandma had passed. And my family was just like down and out. And um, I kept getting these emails from BET, and I was like, yo, this got to be space. And I'm like, what? So I opened up the email. And it's like, Tylesha, if you want to attend and be honored, like, please let us know. We've got your information. Like, just. How'd I get it? Do you know? No idea. And this is where that, like, Albert Einstein quotes come from. Because it's just like, yo, it's just like a miracle of, like, happenstance. Like, I asked so many people who I think could even have connections to BET. Nobody. Mm -hmm. And I finally got to ask the producer, like, how did y'all find me? And she said, you know, we we go out and look for girls. They found me in some way. That's dope. Yeah, they said it's no like selection process. People can't recommend you. Oh. They staff finds it. That's that's fly. And Mike, yeah. just as you over there, man, in the camera, if people have questions and comments, feel free to like let us in, let us know during pauses and stuff like that. Uh, it's an extra incentive for the folks that that watch in live. So so tell me, how did that feel? How did it feel to be honored by BET and to go, like, what was that experience like? You know, and I think for the. Actually, when I got into youth work, I knew off top, like, this is a really, like, thankless job to, like, work with young people day in, day out, especially within the population in which I work with. Um, I never thought nothing like that would happen to me. So to feel like a rock star for a weekend was just mind-blowing. Um, like you said, they when I pulled up at the airport, it was, like, black limousine. I took my mom and my granny with me because I knew that, like, <laughs> even being out of, like, California was something new. And so it was just really cool to get, like, this red star treatment stayed at the w which i only heard about in drake That's songs like you know what i mean so it was just something new for like an oakland girl a stockton girl to be brought all the way to the other side of the country and just to be honored for the work that i felt like was really small work but um to know like that work was on a national platform to be honored internationally even um was just like really amazing so it was really humbling it was humbling and it was dope that's dope <laughs> i want to make sure that the instagram people could see you as well hey, um now that's dope, man. So, listen, I I came, so I came and I spoke. Uh, I gave a really long talk <laughs> to today, people. I was trying to go sh- short. I tried to make it short, um, <laughs> and then I think, you know, the the I think that those young people were just in a space, and so when we actually mm-hmm. opened up the Q and A, that's when they opened up, and we kind of really got to dive in and have a really dope talk yep. and that's where you got the infamous uh sweats grab for me um <laughs> but i but they were listening and we were rocking and we were like in it mm-hmm. and so after that i had a really dope talk with the staff and this staff 
is just amazing. The staff includes people from the mayor's office, um, Ty, like her, her friends, people that she came up with. And I was just telling her that they had gold. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is like documenting your stuff. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? If, if I could have came out of there with like, and read 10 confessions from young people, even if they just looked in their own phone and said mm-hmm. some stuff, mm-hmm. it just would have been super dope. And so we just had a yeah. good conversation about that and we all just vibe, man. So anything I can do to be supportive, um, anytime y'all need a speaker, whatever the case mm-hmm. is, let me know. Um, yeah, I mean, if, yeah. And I just want to say thank you for coming and for like giving that nugget to us. Mm-hmm. Um, my staff was feeling like super beat down before you came and talked and we was just, feeling the energy from being in the group but then to have that like separate aside was just like so like empowering like motivating inspiring is not good enough it like right. it put like you put power in us and it was this like rejuvenated feeling of like y'all we got gold mm. we got power we got kids and we got 40 people sitting here right now right that just heard what you said and when i tell you during graduation we asked um a student to speak you know on their experience and this student could not just stop talking about you. So, oh, that's dope. Um, you Did know, y'all get it on video? <laughs> yes, yes. We've been documenting stuff. We've been documenting stuff. I want to hear it. So, yes, I'm going to check it with our I camera guy. I want to hear it. I wanna, and I want to be able to reach out to that young person and, yes. have, and, and respond to whatever they said. <sighs> so, so, the other so thing about great. this is like, you know, the reason why I do this podcast, and, and it might change, I'm not sure, as I'm building out my organization and building out my company, yeah. uh, there might be a more just education focused podcast. Mm-hmm. But I do this podcast for me. I do this podcast to like, to, to, to take out all those filters, to just kind of be who I am, have the kind of conversations that I want to have. Uh, so that's part of why I'm glad that you're here. And I just want us to be able to, to chill and have, a, and have a dope conversation because, I mean, honestly, if we was able to tape the conversation that we had after the kids left, I think that would have been a dope show in and of itself. <laughs> in so, itself. Yep. So, so what I wanted to do is I just want people to be able to just vibe with us and, like, I want you to. I want us to just talk. And you, you. I told you you can ask whatever you wanted to ask. You sounded excited about that. So yes. <laughs> I, maybe I should be scared about that. But y'all, <laughs> y'all can ask whatever you want. Mike included. I mean, let's have this conversation and this dialogue because yeah. I appreciate your work. I appreciate the space that you're in, and I Thank just you know so that you're gonna do some really, really like dope stuff uh, in the future. And uh, and if folks want to reach out to Ty, um, Ty, tell people how they can hit you. Yeah. So y'all can hit me on Facebook. Um, I think on the Facebook Live, my name pops up, but you can find me at ty-l-i-c-i-a, last name Hooker on Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow me on Twitter, because my Twitter followers is low, um, you can find me at I am Ty Hook. And on Instagram, you can find me at Tyneek, which is T-Y-N-I-Q-U-E. Um, I love and appreciate to vibe with y'all. Very similar to my mentor, Charles. I'm so open for any conversation, any advice that I can give. Um, especially when it comes to the road of education. We just out here grinding and really hoping to inspire young folk to do it. That's dope. So what is it that you want? So go ahead. You, It's all you now. What you, what you got? Well, I'm glad you said that and pull out the phone. Oh, wow. You, you took notes. That's <laughs> I what's did. Up. I'm rocking with it. That's cool. Yes. Okay. Uh, any any Keep going and looking for it. Yes. Mike, anybody comments, questions? Got a lot of likes, though. That's what's hey. up. Hey. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I never did this with a team. I like. I might get used to this. Y'all might have hey, to. Hey, we here. We here. I'm broke. I can pay y'all in like some juice or something. But we can. I mean, you could pay us in blood orange sparkling water as well. Up. I'm with it. <laughs> All right. So, um, the first question I had really came from my team. Um, 
in SSLA and part of that was around like this data like in collecting all this and right. how do we tell those stories and so um, really the big question is like cause you what I admire the most about you is like you really a one man kind of show like you get it done like no matter mm -hmm. how late it is but um, really and this is kind of a funny question but we want to uh -huh. know what does a typical day for you look like um, yeah we'll start there what does a typical day look like cool for you? so um, I was waking up at like 4.30. I get up around, some days like 4.30, but most of the time, now lately because of my workout stuff, I've changed it up a bit, and I get up at 5.30. Um, sometimes I just lay there and catch a show or something like that. Uh, but I try to, you know, pray real quick or read something. Um, I always tell myself I'm going to make breakfast, but I don't. And uh, But I, I get myself together, get myself ready for the day. Then I go and meet my trainer. Uh, from seven to eight, trying to, you know, I, I, I gained a lot of weight and lost and, and got out of shape when I hurt my knees. So I've been recovering from that and rehabbing. So, um, so I have a trainer that I meet with from seven to eight, um, leave there, try to get like some protein in. Then I go into the office if I got some stuff to do there. I got an intern there, so I check in with him. He's doing my, uh, my social media accounts and all that stuff. So y'all go follow the Energy Converter social media. Moses is, is out here beasting and really trying to learn. Um, and so I do that and then I just have a to-do list and I, and I try to, and I try to work from what are my big goals? Like, what is it that I need to just really move the ball up the hill? And it, what does it take for me to kind of like, you know, superintendent used to say this, actually his, his, his old chief of staff used to say, like, what does it take to win the day? And like, I try to figure that out each day. So what does it take to win the day? Is it editing this video? Is it getting this paper done? You know, and I try to pick at least one or two things and try to knock those things out. Because when I focus on all the little things, I actually don't end up getting hardly anything done at all. I waste a lot of days. And so I do that. I do whatever I need to do for energy converters. And so a lot of people don't know, I have two, there's two companies that I have. So Energy Converters LLC, which is my consulting work, my speaking and all that stuff. So I didn't charge y'all. Normally, though, if I was charging, it would, that would go through Energy Converters LLC. And that was just off the the, 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 the homie deal. Y'all, the rest of y'all <laughs> getting charged because I got to eat. So, um, but, I, but I look at that. And then for my nonprofit piece of work, um, it has the same name without the LLC mm. uh, and just building that out. So that's kind of been my life. When I stopped doing that, then I'm working on my doctorate. So mm -hmm. the rest of that time is just studying and reading and writing for, my, for that. And it's a ton of writing, and I'm slow. I'm, like, really, really slow. So, for instance, this morning, I woke up at 6 in the morning. I went to Starbucks, and I've been at Starbucks pretty much that whole time until I went to go get something to eat and then come back here to meet y'all. Mm -hmm. And I probably got a three-fourths of a paper done. Um, that should not have taken me that long, but it's just a new type of writing. And I think people assume because I'm a writer, mm -hmm. academic writing is really different from mm -hmm. what I do. So I do that and I study until about 1130 midnight uh, and wind down. And then I wake up and I do it again. And then so I get like a lot of questions like because it's my birthday. People are like, what you going to do? How are you going to celebrate it? It's like, mm -hmm. like, it's just a day. Don't nobody in the world care about my damn birthday, right? It's, a, it's just another day. <laughs> well, that's cool, right? But what I'm saying in the grand scheme of things, the world don't care right the so world's not celebrating his the birthday world like we celebrate Martin Luther King the, one day mark that's, my word I don't know if I want all that I like my personal life but <laughs> I, I think that like but you know what I'm saying but I I, I get joy 
because people be like, well, what you like to do for fun? And I like to win. Like I like to, I've, I've just aligned my selfish goals mm-hmm. with altruistic goals. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Like I know where my ego is. I know that I like to win. I'm an athlete. Like, and I, anytime I was playing who, like whoever I was playing against, I hated that person in the moment, yo. I'm trying <laughs> to beat you, right? Yep. And so like for me, like I'm trying to beat people and not in a bad way, yeah. but you know, nothing's ever come to me by me waiting. I've had to take mm. everything. And so I fail a lot. That's mm. the other thing. Like I fail a lot. There are a lot of days where I don't win the day, mm-hmm. but I set those goals and I try to set hard, tough goals. So even when I do fail, mm-hmm. cause this is like what I told you all, none of these kids know what's supposed to happen. Only y'all know every piece that's supposed to happen. So to them, they just was a part of a dope program where a lot of people care for them. Mm-hmm. To the outside world, they don't know that I didn't hit, you know, three of the seven goals that I set for myself. Yeah. They just see the work happening in me progressing. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and the other reason why I, I document it and, and post so much is because I, I see rappers and athletes just posting, like, like the celebration and the party, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And they don't post the work. Like, they, mm-hmm. don't, they don't post, you know what I'm saying, like, the, the, the work that it takes to, that, that people are putting in. And so... Mm-hmm. They might think, like, it's a lot of rappers that I like and it's a lot that I don't have no respect for. But what I respect around most successful rappers is that they work. Mm-hmm. And if you got to see what a Jay-Z does all day mm-hmm. or what a 50 Cent does all day and all that stuff, like, if they showed that part, I think we'd actually have more successful young black folks. Yeah. So I want to show people living a good life and doing something other than doing music or playing sports or selling drugs. That's mm-hmm. one, because I do live a really good life. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all ain't got to cry for me. Like, I told them I'm going on vacation <laughs> in a few weeks. So I'll be off the grid. So, um, But I'm not – there was nothing to celebrate today because I got stuff to get done. Yeah. And when y'all leave, I'm going to get back on that and get that work done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether I'm doing that till midnight or 1 or 2 in the morning because – that's what I want. So I know it was a long answer, but no, you ask for what a day looks like. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looks like. And I try to, and I'm, and, I, and I'm humble in the sense of I fail every single day. Mm. I mess something up every single day. And so, like, I just, I just try to tell people that because mm-hmm. we get into the space where we fail or we, we don't do something we wanted to do. And then we feel like we failures, and then we suffer from imposter syndrome. And yeah. it's a lot of people out here running the world that don't know what they're doing. Look at Trump, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm just saying, right? So you you can use Trump and be really upset about what he's doing, or you can look at Trump and be like, you know what? What's holding me back? Yeah. You feel me? So that's how that's how I look at that. Yeah. You scrolling like you got stuff in it. Because <laughs> you actually answered like three of my questions okay. in one. Cool. I'm gonna um, just. I'm, I, I won't. I won't overtalk the next answer. I promise. No, no, no. That was good because it was like, what motivates you? Like, what are you doing? You down? And you answered all that in like my day. So <laughs> I think that's really cool. Um, another question that I had is just looking at you and being somebody that has has been a mentor for me for ever since I moved back to Oakland um, a few years ago. You've done so many things that I'm proud of, and mm-hmm. I can like just speak to all the cool things that you've done. And I think in the same way that you think I'm humble, I think you are too. So I just want to know for all the viewers and people out there, what are you the most proud of? Um, I think for me, um, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, you never see your, you never notice your own kid growing. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You just see them every day and one day you wake up and they like in college. And <laughs> But sometimes it takes for somebody else to kind of come in your house and be like, oh man, like, Look how big your boy done got, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's how I look at this stuff because I don't feel like I'm at, I'm ahead of anybody or doing those things. But maybe what I'm most proud of is just the just the doing. I think starting is the hardest part. I think when I 
committed a piece a pen to a piece of paper and wrote out what I wanted my company to be mm-hmm. I think when you look at my in my house and see the butcher paper around the book that I'm writing or the, every article that I wrote started with me scribbling in a notepad or putting it on some butcher paper and I think that that's the hardest part mm-hmm. um, so I think I'm most proud of that I also think that um, I'm really proud to have lived in between Chicago, Kentucky, and Oakland, and, and, and to live and have lived in shelters. And I think that was something that I felt a way about growing up, but then I realized, once I realized that I was the biggest blessing that could have happened to me, um, it, it, it's just been working for me ever since. Like, I wouldn't trade it for nothing, because it, one, I know all this can be gone. Uh, two, you only eat what you kill. Like, I know that. And three, like, I've seen hard work change circumstances in my life mm-hmm. um and i'm not one to complain about stuff like i, I, I maybe sometimes but only to like people that i'm really close with but mm-hmm. you know you get on facebook and it's so toxic and people just complaining about this that and the third and i'm like with that energy that you using to do that like like convert that energy into like doing something positive yes and so you know that's <laughs> So that's what I'm probably most proud about is taking those things that happen and taking a negative or positive tag off of it and they just become things. Mm-hmm. And then they just become fuel that goes into my personal gas tank that drives my car and it drives my car much faster than a lot of people because I'm not, you know, it's not vegetable oil. I'm putting turbo <laughs> into my personal car and I'm just going to keep working. And if I fail, I fail. So that that's, that's the thing that I think that I'm most proud of. Mm-hmm. And I still get down. I still get, like, upset. Like, you know, so... That's, that's, that's how I look at that. Yeah. Okay. Um, another question I have is, I, among our staff, we all have the opportunity to read um, your article around, like, student voice. Okay. Um, really being, like, the third wave of, like, what we need in order to reform our education system um, in our schools and even different youth programs and things of that nature. Um, so <clears throat> this is just, like, a piece of advice. Um but how do we actually do that? Especially what we ran into in our program, for example, is as we were planning out, we're trying to pilot a year-long program, mm-hmm. kind of after-school program with our students. And when we asked, like, what do you want? Right. It's like they didn't even know what the opportunities right. were, what the possibilities were. So um, how do we really give students a voice when they don't sometimes don't even really know what the possibilities are that's out there? Right. I mean, I think it's hard to know what you want if you ain't never experienced them before. And so what I mean mm-hmm. by that is, yo, what's better, Belize or Brazil? Tell me. <laughs> you don't know, right? You got an right. idea of what might be better, but mm-hmm. you don't know because you mm-hmm. ain't never experienced it. And But if somebody from Brazil and somebody from Belize is around you and talking about it and, like, you start to get a clearer picture and then you make a decision to actually go. Yep. And so what I try to do with young folks is – because student voice isn't just like having kids talk because i don't want you sounding dumb as hell either right Mm -hmm. but it's like i want you to start exploring things that you don't know and try to figure stuff out about it Mm -hmm. right and so i want to expose you to that stuff so what the way i'm doing it is i do ask them off top what you want to talk about okay Mm -hmm. and i and i take a survey of how expansive stuff is and and it's still it's still some validity in where they are but you can also tell the folks that ain't never left their block right and so then it's like okay 
So cool, we're going to talk about that. And let me expose you to a bunch of different stuff, a bunch of different people, a bunch mm-hmm. of different careers, a bunch of different outcomes throughout right. this in a language that you understand. Mm-hmm. Now, how you feeling? Okay, mm-hmm. so that's that articulation has gotten a little bit clearer. Okay, cool. Now you're doing research on this thing. And now you're figuring it out. Like, I want I want young people to know what it feels like to be an expert in something. So mm-hmm. now that you figured out how to be, that you're an expert in this, and, like, I get to talk about it with confidence, so you can try this, right? Think of, and I saw this when I was doing my first run, and it was this girl, and she was kind of the same. She didn't really know what she wanted to talk about. And I asked her something about hair, because she had this scarf, this wrap around her hair, and it was beautiful, and it was dope. Mm-hmm. And I just asked her about, like, tell me about hair. And then her confidence changed, her demeanor changed, because that's something that she know. Yeah. That's something she's been seeing. Yeah. And, like, now she was, she was sitting up straight. She was talking with, like, authority, and she was happy, and she was, like, and you could tell she was hungry to learn more about that craft. Yeah. And that's what I think student voice is. It's like, okay, yeah, you got something to say, but I don't want you just yelling at the moon. I don't mm-hmm. want you doing that. So we start real broad. Mm-hmm. And then I go, you know, I, I give them a bunch of small, I set them up to get really, to get, to get small wins along the way to build up confidence. And confidence and curiosity go hand in hand. And the more confident and curious these folks get, the, more, the further that they go, man. And I think that that's, the first thing that you kill when you want to kill a neighborhood or you want to kill a people is to kill their imagination. If I can't, if I can't think, you know what I'm saying? Like if mm-hmm. I can't, if I can't dream past my block, mm-hmm. guess where I ain't never going past? Mm-hmm. Or guess what I never want to try? And so when I worked in, in youth development when I was your age, which sounds crazy, right? <laughs> but one of the tests that we had was for the youth workers were if you could get a student, if you can get one of our black students, because I work with black kids, if you can get them to try sushi, you own. If you can get them to trust you enough to eat raw fish and try it, you own. And guess what? Every kid that I had that I got to try sushi loved it. And the Mm -hmm. one that didn't like it was like, oh, but I see, like, you know what I'm saying? But then what that would happen was that opened their eyes to just new stuff in the world. You know what I'm saying? So now when I ask you what's better between Brazil and Belize, like, you got a curiosity and you're not afraid and you don't just push that off to stay in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. We'll push off. Listen, man, the way we train kids is that they'll push off the Bahamas or these places to stay, you know what I'm saying, like to, to, to stay in Stockton, you feel yeah. me? And it's like, or to stay in Oakland or mm-hmm. to stay in Chicago or to mm-hmm. stay in Detroit. And ain't nothing wrong with loving where you're from. But when I started to see other stuff, man, like that's what made me want to explore. That's why I feel like I'm so lucky because I lived in three different places that looked real different. And yeah. I was like curious about the rest of the country. That's deep. Okay. So just two more questions. It's all just good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. So this next question is um, really around kind of where you are now and I'm just I feel really excited to be in a space where I've seen you in maybe three different positions Mm -hmm. and now you are in this position where it's like man I'm my own boss now Mm -hmm. and so can you talk about some of the like the setbacks along the way like more specifically I guess what I'm saying is like how do how did you get from like I'm working this like nine to five to like now like I'm doing this right. my way. Uh, and how did you get people to buy into that that vision? It's crazy. So I wrote I wrote Energy Converters years ago, years ago. Before I met you, I wrote Energy Converters, and uh, and I shopped it, and you know, folks gave me some feedback, but they didn't really take it seriously, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, I worked, I did my stuff at TFA, I did my stuff at the district, and I just tried to really 
I felt like I had something. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm not dumb. I'm a person that was homeless. So I'm mm-hmm. going to always have some type of job doing some income coming in. Mm-hmm. And so just think about the nine to five and then the five to nine, right? Mm-hmm. So I did those jobs. I tried to align them as much as I, I could to the things I was good at and that I wanted to do and that I wanted to grow in. Yeah. And I stopped focusing on the things that were that I wasn't good at. Mm. I did it enough to where it wasn't a liability, but I focused more on what I was good at. Okay. And 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1, 2 in the morning, I was building, I was working. I was going out, I was speaking, I was speaking. I, that's my thing. It's like I can talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can talk to different people. And then it's like, okay, I can write. Like, let me knock this out. Let me hit up these different mediums. And I built that piece brick by brick. So this time, I didn't go looking for people. It was a rumor that I was probably going to go to a D.C. or Chicago or somewhere to work. Mm-hmm. And funders came to me. And mm-hmm. funders was like, what's the number? Like, what's it going to take? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want to do? And I was just talking through it. And, um, and then they were like, all right, well, give me something. And I gave them the thing that I wrote three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how, you know, with the success behind it and just kind of being steadfast and being faithful, like, I didn't change hardly a word in that piece. Like, I'm still working on it and fixing it. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's, um, like, I had to build the name. I had yeah. to do the work. I had to, like, pay those dues. Mm-hmm. And I had to show that I could be successful. I had to show I could handle myself in a room, you know what I'm saying, in West Oakland and go in there with love but also hold a 300-person, a like, event yeah. that doesn't devolve. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that um, oh, this is my neighbor with a good car, so y'all not going to be able to hear nothing for, like, two <laughs> minutes. And he going to rev right when he go in. He got an Audi R8. I can't tell y'all where we live because you might try, you know. I can't right, have y'all right, getting right, it. Right. But you ain't going to be able to hear nothing. <laughs> you always do an extra rev. All right. So, um... So, yeah, so that's what I did. I, and, and now, as I build out energy converters, you know, I'm building something. I have this, this moment as an entrepreneur in residence. I'm trying to raise more money, trying to get this proof of concept down, and it's aligned with my doctoral work. Mm. But I might not even be the person that ultimately runs energy converters. What I really want to do, man, if you don't turn that car off, <laughs> what I really <laughs> You were spot on, too. It's like two minutes. Right, right. What, what I really want to do is I want to make sure that my presence, me being successful in this space, should mean that other black folks get to be in the space that wouldn't be in it before, right? So yes. if I build it, if I raise the money, if I got the proof, and I'm working with people along the way, mm-hmm. and that's the person, that's the CEO carrying it on, and I go build something else, mm-hmm. then God is good. And I mm-hmm. bless somebody's family, not only these young people, but like this education space is hard for us to get into. Yes. So it's like, okay, you know, I respect doctoral doctor degrees but i also respect uh experience and stuff but because i got the wind to do it because i was blessed to be able to do it i'm gonna go and get these titles and get these degrees and get mm-hmm. the success so i can give the people with potential that should be in the space that type of room go ahead brother all right all right we got a question you a pro at this mike that's what's up. all right all right <laughs> let's go yeah can you give some more insight on how you started speaking at different events mm. and also so how did I start speaking at events and how did the opportunities come about? So for me, I um, I just, so when I came to California, I came from living in Kentucky and Chicago. And so Chicago, I got a bit of a twang 
Kentucky, I got a real twang. And so when I moved here when I was 10, 19 years old, my accent was super thick. People couldn't understand me. Uh, I would get pulled out of class and work on that stuff. So I learned, I taught myself how to talk. My mouth would not do the muscles to say here or here or there and fair. It was mm. her, their, firmer, and all that stuff. So I was always <laughs> subconscious about how I sounded. And so I got into the practice of, so I taught myself how to talk. And the way I did that is by reading out loud and then speaking. And I'm also a person that, 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 I process information through talking about it. So I can read something, but then I gotta like talk through it so I can so I can know it better. And I found out that people listen to that and I was good at it. And I think just also just growing up in like a black church, I think listening to like dope people like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King who had two different styles of talking, um, I saw it as a really powerful form of, uh, of communicating and it was faster than, than writing and people could listen to it differently. And so I just got asked to do it and I was good and I got better over time and over time. And so that's how I did it. And then now, you know, I document everything. So I'll, I'll put it on a podcast, I'll put it on video, word of mouth. Um, you know, somebody hear me talk at something and then get my information and ask me to go do something else. And it's taking me all over the country. And I just been building on it. And right now, I'm in grind mode, right? So anybody asks me to talk, I'm coming. I'm coming. So here's the thing. For the people that's listening, this is the time to get me. If you, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm, I'm jumping on every talking opportunity because I got to, you need a thousand, you know, that 10,000 hours, I believe it. But then at some point, the price goes up. At some point, you can't do everything. At some point, you got to be more selective. Um, and it's, a, it's about supply and demand. So that's how I started. That's how I spread that out. And in phase two, where I'm at right now, I'm jumping on everything. Um, I'm working with people's budgets and things like that. Phase three is going to be different. Um, and I got some things lined up for what phase three is. But all I'm saying is folks need to hop in on phase two. And I want to make sure. Did you? Did I? Did you, I think you had another one. Yeah, my okay. last question that I had. Um, oh, you could share a live on Instagram. Yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm sharing live on. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Come and see us at Alliance. You said what? You said come see him, see all that. Ass. Hit me in. Hit 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 my insta. Hit my messenger, and then then let's talk about it. Hey. <laughs> all right, cool. We also just got some love from SSLA. A couple of the students been chimed chimed in on my. That's live. what's up. And just Tell them I said what's up. <laughs> we'll do. Y'all listen to this podcast later. Um, my final question that I had um, mm. is definitely a selfish question because this is something that I, I have, but I think other people might want to know this as well, is how can we help you like, and support the work that you're doing um, with energy converters? What is it that we can do? You know what? I think that that's something that I need to like. Like I got a, I got an intern and he's doing a full, he's, he's killing it and I'm so proud of him. I think that I got I've been doing it by myself for so long mm -hmm. um, and I just don't like waiting on people mm -hmm. and I don't I don't want to be mad at somebody for telling me they're gonna do something and it's the thing I am a person that like I'm down to help folks and I'm good I don't get mad about the things everybody else gets mad at but because I was homeless because I was without a home for three years and living in shelters and all that stuff if I feel like somebody's claiming my livelihood it's, it's it, I, I may overreact Mm -hmm. So I just been doing stuff on my own. But the way people can help me, though, man, is I always need support with, like, amplifying the message. So, you know what I'm saying? If, if it's 50 people and all 50 of them is 
talking about this thing and sharing it and all that stuff. That's how stuff goes viral, yep. and that's how you get your dollars up right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's why. I think I think I think the the place to play right now is social media, amplification, Facebook Live, all that stuff in video, right? So any type of help with that would be dope. Um, I want to build a studio. That's something I really want to like work out and so anybody that got space and want to help with that in Oakland or wherever um, I think that that's dope and I think the other thing is um, just like I get a lot of people that'll be like oh like I don't even know they following the work and all that stuff and they'll tell me after the fact mm-hmm. and it's like yo like I need just support me in the moment right like so yeah. if it's something that you see and that you like share it mm-hmm. share it and comment on it like not just like sharing it, but like share it and put some piece around why you shared it. Mm-hmm. Like, but telling me after the fact, after the moments pass, is akin to like a cute girl that I may have had a crush on in high school that's <laughs> like hitting me up 15 years later and be like, I used to like you. Well, right. I can't do nothing with that now. Thank you. <laughs> we, it could have been fun. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, but like, why you trying to, don't tell me now, right? And so I just think from a practical standpoint. Um, and I think the other thing is, man, I got a lot of people that I piss off daily because. Mm-hmm. They don't see me. Like, it's people that's, like, are friends of mine, that are family and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I really disappear. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't go out and kick it today. You feel me? Like, I was grinding. And some folks, you know, people say up front that they support that type of hustle and that they like it. And then they, they start dealing with you. Ooh. And then it get real. Yes. And yes, it ain't nobody more important than this hustle to me right now in my life. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I move. And I'm yeah. good with that. You know what I'm saying? And so I made that decision. I think that people don't talk about the sacrifices they make mm-hmm. um i've just accepted mine and that that's that's so that's how folks can help um those things but what about you though right Ooh. like what's the, what's next for the work that you're doing with uh with, with the ssla group yes um like what what is it that you that you tr- that you would love what's your wildest dream for <laughs> ssla wildest dream I think my wildest dream for SSLA would be for us, for one, for me to be working there full time. Um, right now, it's only one week in the summer, and so one, I would love to have this program go um, at least a month in the summer okay. um, for our students. So that's a, a pretty wild dream. Also, for me to be working the program full time. Um, this year, we're looking to pilot doing a year-round support for our students. Um, we tried in the past, but because we haven't had full time staff to be there, mm-hmm. um, it's been really hard, and so. Um, for me, I just have this this new spirit of rejuvenation. Um, earlier this year, I lost my younger brother in a car accident. Mm-hmm. He was only 15. And a lot of his friends joined the program this year. And so I understand now more than ever just how vital it is for adults to, one, keep their words to kids, um, and two, just to be present. Um, even if we just, like, posting up, getting ice cream, I'm buying them some vitamin water, introducing them to sushi, <laughs> you know, something fun like that. It's like... Our kids just want people to be there. Um, and so I made them a commitment that, hey, y'all gonna see me at least once a month. We're gonna do something at least once a month. And so um, really that's kind of where I am this year. And so what I can use support with for folks out there is one, grants. Um, it's a, a really important tool. Um, SSLA, we don't have our nonprofit status totally, but we do go through the Tides Foundation. So with that, um, if you do make a donation to the program, it is tax deductible, which is really cool. Um, but if you know of grants, if you know of any fundraising opportunities to keep the work alive um, and even to help bring on staff so the program can continue um, year round. So we're really looking into some piloted funding for that. 
Um, and then also just like if you are doing dope work, if you are a speaker um, at this time, we don't have cash. But if you like to come volunteer your time and just like rock with our young people, um, I'll definitely love for that to happen. Um, for even if they, they a lot of our kids have never been out of Stockton. So mm -hmm. if you know of opportunities in the Bay Area in which you could bring our kids to come see a free concert, um, come to a, a conversation, whatever it may be, we want to expose our kids to different things to a world that's outside of what they're used to so looking for those opportunities in the short term and in the long term really looking for a way to like blow this program up to have it be a four-week program to have it at more than just Stockton um, bring the program to the Bay Area bring it to LA DC wherever there's so many people can use a program like this and so really to blow that up that's what's up I think that that's dope I think that um, so you can you can charge this build out more under ties like you don't even need to worry about the 501c2 at this point right like <laughs> yeah. just, we could build under ties as much as we, we can yeah we could, so, we could so i mean up. so if you do that right like i mean i think I, my advice would be what's the number like and and not and like do the work to figure out really what's the number okay what's the number that it needs to be for you to be able to work there or for mm -hmm. you to have staff there and then like what's going to be the cost per pupil so mm -hmm. you know how to get to the cost per pupil mm -hmm. so the cost per for those that don't know the way you get to the cost per pupil is everything that your your total cost of everything divided by the number of young people that you serve in, yeah. right? And so a lot of organization, a lot of funders, if that number is too high, you got to find ways to be lean and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but like that's just good practice, so you can start to now shop that and talk to people and get feedback. Go hear a bunch of no's, right? Because if you're not hearing no's and you ain't asking for enough and you ain't asking the right questions. So, I mean, I think, I mean, that's that's how I would, that's how I'm thinking about it. But, I mean, I think that that's dope. I'm down to support you in any kind of way that I can. Thank Mike, you. what's up? What, what you got to say, Mike? What you, what you need, oh, brother? man, I'm just out here enjoying myself. This is my first podcast today. I'm really... I mean, Mike, you <laughs> lightweight such... produced the podcast today, bro. <laughs> I mean, bro. actually, actually. It's such an experience, you know? Do you want me to get you on camera? I mean, Mike, 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 do work too. So yes, Mike, tell us. About come sit what down, you Mike. Do. Come on, Mike. We're gonna switch up. Mike, come, Mike is coming to sit down in the chair. You know what I'm saying? Mike is, is fresh on him with the all white oh, today. With the, How y'all doing? How with doing? the half hoodie. That's what's up. Um, yeah, my name is Michael. Uh, represent Oakland. Um, shoot, I'm Mike got the coolest know. bike I ever seen in my life. You still got that bike with yes. the spokes? Hey, y'all can add me on Mike the Party Bike. You feel me? It's got its own Instagram now. Uh, it's lit, literally. That's <laughs> what you do. Yeah, what do you do, Mike? Um, I'm an educator. Okay. I work in the city, San Francisco. I'm a PE teacher, so I get paid to play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, what, what else do I do? I mean, I bike ride. You can catch me, you know, ride around Lake Mirror. Mike mm -hmm. the party bike. I got the lights, the music. Um, I'm, I pretty much do impromptu turnips on, on the fly everywhere uh shoot i'm a dj um i love to travel mike are you jamaican mike nah you know i just i i, I can't sit still sometimes <laughs> yeah. you know i, no, I keep myself busy so this is what i'm gonna do this is what we're gonna do this, this is what we're gonna do y'all mm -hmm. so you know i'm working on some stuff with energy converters i'm just like since y'all got time and mike doing twelve thousand different jobs we just gonna find a way to collaborate on something, but in a way, but in a way that adds to what it is that you're trying to do. Like what in, in a way that like goes on the resume or goes on the CV. Um, like I think, like we t you t you talked about doing something in the Bay that, that where you can bring kids down. Like that's not hard to to plan. Mm -hmm. 
like all we got you know in between like getting people to volunteer to drive them out here I mean, we can do two things. We can do a thing here in Oakland with my, with Oakland kids, and we can do a thing there, you know what I'm saying, over a weekend and, like, work that out. But Definitely down for that. Hey, anybody need some equipment? I got pro audio equipment. I got lights. Anything y'all need, just call me. And this is your first time doing a podcast? This is my first, first time, time doing should, a podcast, man. And Mike going to start his own podcast. Man. And so, and so we're going we gonna to work that out. Are there any other questions that they got up there before I let y'all go? Um, that is it. That's it. Any yeah. other questions you got? I am good. I asked all my questions. You asked all yours? Once Actually, again. The, the last question is, uh-huh. what are we about to do for the rest of your birthday? Exactly. There oh. were so many comments on the Instagram. Everybody said Dope. happy birthday. So Man, I, I appreciate y'all telling me happy birthday. So what I'm going to do for the rest of my birthday is finish these papers. because gotcha. this. It's, homework it's about to be so dope you feel me yeah. like i am so excited to finish these papers you don't understand so one of the papers is about uh the research that i did around building agency and parents so they could better serve their kids uh in education that's one the other piece of research that i did earlier was i was i built this theoretical framework around what navigation skills are for students um like so that's so i'm looking forward to getting that stuff done I need to close out this summer semester because it's crazy. It's the craziest semester of any type of school. I have, I have a BA. I have, uh, I have a master's degree. I have uh, a master's degree exception for uh, for social work. I've gone to a lot of school. This summer has been the nuttiest of nutty semesters in school for me. So, I am excited to get that done. And then in two weeks, I will be just setting up out this piece. So. Knocking right. that out and then getting my plan together for how I'm going to get this paper for energy converters. So that's what I'm doing. And I appreciate y'all. Y'all can come back anytime y'all want. Definitely. Um, you know what I'm saying? Even if y'all can come through, we can Skype you in. Uh, Mike <laughs> is going to definitely start his because he got a party bike and he do yeah. 12,000 jobs. Definitely. And so I'm, gonna get it started. I'm with it, man. But people, thank y'all for joining the Cold World Podcast. Um, I think something might have happened to the audio, but I'm going to mix it down, and we're going to work it out, and um, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to go and be on somebody's beach in about two or three weeks. I'm going to listen to The Girl from Ipanema. <laughs> I love that song. Hey. Uh, that song is dope. If you don't know what that song is, YouTube it. You should. Um, but anyway, y'all take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. God bless, and I'm done. Peace.